Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. the holy place is where you can find hallelujah the presence of the Lord wherever that is the presence of the Lord is going to be there would you help me to appreciate the tabernacle of praise church praise team sanctuary choir brother Jonathan this sounds sounds weird I don't I, I hear a lot of of me out there, but I don't hear any very much right here, so I trust that you'll fix that. While you're standing, would you help me to appreciate uh, Sister Jennifer McLeod? I think I've got the name right. She is the daughter of a brother and sister Herbert Smith. Amen. They just recently, both of them ascended to heaven, and she's here, and we just want to make sure that you know that we're praying for you. We support you. Hallelujah, I realize it's a difficult time. It doesn't matter what our head says, our heart says something different. And we appreciate you for uh, exerting the strength to actually be here in our service on today. Would you put your hands together one more time, amen, as we celebrate our families that have gotten, amen, their call to go home. Uh, I want to say this also. Uh, just just FYI, just general information for those of you that would be a part of Tabernacle of Praise Church. This is what we do. Our name suggests what we what we do. Glory to God. From the greatest to the least of us, I mean, we praise and we magnify the name of the Lord. Now, 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 now just let me give you one this little caveat. And the reason that we engage in it so is because we realize this is just dress rehearsal. And one of the things that I'd like for you to become comfortable, uncomfortable with, is sitting. Unless you absolutely positively have to sit, uh, praising the Lord is not generally done from a seated position. One more point of information, just so you know, just in case you didn't. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that's going to be. However, somebody say however, there will be no chairs. There'll be no chairs. Hallelujah. And so you need to learn how to get your praise on. You learn, need to learn stamina in giving God praise. 
I mean, after all, we've been bragging on just how good God is. The least that we could do for just for a few minutes that we are in praise and worship is to give God the praise that's due his name. Is there anybody in here that just feels like giving God a praise? Hallelujah. If we say this is where he is, if we say this is the holy place, then we certainly need to treat it like it's the holy place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I just needed to get that off. Thank you so very much for allowing me. Allow me to vent just a little bit. Praise the Lord for you. Amen. That's not my assignment this morning, but I just took a, a moment of personal privilege, if you don't mind. Now, I'd like to address your attention to the word of the Lord in the book of 2 Corinthians, I believe that it is, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Amen. I'm, I'm getting to the point now where, man, I'm sort of like some of the patriots of old. Amen. Just as a, just as a gut check. Amen. If you got your Bible with you, whether it be this type here, you have it on your phone or whatever, I just want you to lift it up in the air. We need to know that folks still. Yeah, there you go. All right. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 10 uh, verses 1 through 8 is where we'll be reading, and I'll try to make somewhat of an argument this morning. And I'm not sure exactly who it's for. I never questioned the Lord. I know that he knows what he's doing. And so uh, I've learned how to be obedient, and being obedient, normally you get, amen, the best results. But from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, if you have it, say amen. I'd like it, if, if it's okay, you can read along with me. Man, but uh, uh, it goes like this. Now, I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and the gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent am bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do ye look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts to himself that he is Christ, let him of himself think this again, that as he is in Christ, even so, we are, or are we, Christ. For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord has given us for edification and not for your destruction, 
I should not be ashamed. The word of the Lord is blessed. Just before we pray, just want to take a thought, little theme for this morning. Would you just help me to say, God has his hand, has hand. On, my on my life. God has his hand on my life. What are you saying? I'm saying that, that, that God has given us a certain amount of authority. That you don't just, uh, uh, there's a tendency for us to want to kind of cower in the face of opposition, but not always do we need to let the devil think, man, that we are cowards, but we are powerful. Just tell somebody, don't get it twisted. My meekness is not weakness. It is power under control. The Lord's hand is upon my life. Precious Father, in the name of Jesus, we come thanking you. God, for your loving kindness, your tender mercy. We thank you for your goodness, your power, your grace, God, that you've extended to each and every one of us. Thank you, God, that you call us your children. God, that you have armed us. Hallelujah, with love, power, with a sound mind. Lord, we thank you for it right now. God, and we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would come this morning. Throw your weight around, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Somebody needs to know, hallelujah, glory to God, that they are in Christ. And if Christ is in us, then there's a certain amount of authority, God, that we will. We don't have to take everything that the devil is issuing out. But we can be bold. For your word has established that the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they are mighty through God in the name of Jesus. Manifest your presence, O oh God, among us now. Hallelujah. Let the weak say I'm strong. Let the sick say I'm healed. Let the poor say I'm rich because of what God is doing in my life. God, and we'll be careful to give your name the glory, the honor, the praise shall be yours. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, somebody that really loves the Lord, come on, put your hands together as you go to your seat. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The book of 2 Corinthians here is a second letter to the church at Corinth as a result of the first letter that Paul wrote to the church of Corinth. Uh, now, by the time we get to the second chapter, it would appear that the authority and the authenticity of the apostleship of Apostle Paul himself has now come into question. And it's funny, as we uh, analogize this, that anytime you get to a place where God has made it apparent to you and where it clearly becomes apparent to others that, that God is in the process of turning your life around, of beginning to use you in some kind of way. In some kind of way, all of a sudden now, God is starting to get the glory out of your life. When that time comes, there will always be someone or some group 
that will find something with which to criticize you for. And interestingly enough, it would seem that people sometimes get angry and upset with you just because it appears that the hand of the Lord is up on your life. And God is beginning to use you or bless you in certain areas. Uh, they begin to get upset. And it's, I believe that it's largely due to the fact that, that in many cases they've had a very similar or the same opportunity that you have had. But how, uh, however, they have some way, somehow failed to obey what God wanted them to do. Hallelujah. They had the opportunity that, that you had. But, but when times got tough, they walked away from the opportunity. But you stayed. And sometimes when people see you, I don't know who this is for, but sometimes when people see you, they wish that they could be you. When the glory of the Lord is upon you, it has a way of drawing attention to you. And in many cases, folk wish they could be like you. They see what they could have been, but they refuse to do what you've done in order to get to where you are. It's sort of like the story of Cain and Abel. Abel offered up, according to Scripture, a much better sacrifice unto God. Uh, and I'd like to think that it was a result of following the orders, the guidelines, the specifics of what God had laid out for these two brothers. One was willing to do what God would ask them to do. Another was just was satisfied with doing what they wanted to do. Hallelujah. Giving God what they wanted God to have rather than what God requires and I need to tell somebody we need to be careful because God uh, hallelujah is, is is he's he's pretty uh, uh, anal when it comes to what it is that he wants he has distinguished tastes and he won't just settle for anything. That's why he tells us in the book of Romans to, uh, to give our bodies as a living sacrifice. Don't be thinking that you're doing God a favor just because you do one or two little things. God is, is, he, God is pretty particular about what he wants. And so the, the idea, the thought process here is that Cain, like many people, offered to God what he wanted God to have rather than what God was insistent upon. And then what normally happens with people, once they don't get the, des the, the, the desired result from God, is they begin to get upset and mad at God. And then we'll try to take it out on the very people that are doing what God wants them to do. You become a target. You become criticized for doing what God wanted you to do because they weren't willing to do that. And then ask the question, how can he or how can she be where they are and I'm where I am? As though God did something unfair. I'm going to get out of that in a minute, but I just need to 
I need to poke this bear just a little bit. God told, told Cain, if you do what Abel did, you can have the same thing that he had. Why are you getting all twisted? I told you what I wanted, and you gave me what you wanted me to have. And, and many of us, Gloria, are, are being criticized and being critiqued by others that, that haven't done what you've actually been able to do for God. They didn't make the same kind of sacrifice that you made. They didn't make the kind of preparation for God that you made. They weren't committed to the same level that you were committed. They didn't have stick to in them the way that you did. Even when you took a licking, you got up, you came back, you kept on praising God, you kept on serving. You demonstrated the kind of drive that you need if you're really going to be a child of God. Because if you're really going to be a child of God, you got to be tough. This is not a coward way. The Lord told Joshua a long time ago to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And sometimes one person who is much, much less gifted or talented than another person can accomplish so much more in the kingdom of God and in their lives simply because they don't mind doing what God has asked them to do. I'm going somewhere with this. So the accomplishments through the apostleship of Apostle Paul have now come into question in in, in the church at Corinth. Paul takes a particular stand for Jesus Christ. And anytime you take a real stand for Jesus Christ, somebody is not going to like it. Somebody is going to criticize you over it. Somebody is going to attack you over a position that you take when you stand for God. But, but, but you can't allow folk to be getting upset and trying to stop you from doing the will of God. No, 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 no. No, you need to continue to maximize the potential that God has placed on the inside of you because that will determine how blessed you're going to be, how much power you're going to have if God's going to use you in a level of influence. And just because somebody else sits over in the corner jealous, hating, don't like it, it will not hinder me from going after what God says I should go after. Because I want everything that God has promised me, and I'm willing to go through. Uh, the, uh, I'm willing to go through whatever it is I gotta go through in order to get what God has for me. I don't want what God has for you because that might not fit me. But I want everything that God has for me. And I'm not sure how many of you can handle this kind of message on, on today, but, but I'm just going to tell you for the sake of some of the others that are here, you may as well get used to this. Somebody just tell your neighbor, get used to being blessed. Get used to being used by God. Get used to coming under attack. Because whenever you start working for God, you are going to come under attack. But remember this, God has his hand on you. In the background of this text, we find a religious group 
called the Judaizers. And they are trying to impose the Mosaic law on this new church at Corinth. I was trying my best not to give this away in Sunday school. The problem here is that the, the Judaizers were stuck with just wanting everybody to live under the law. The problem with the law, Sister Kelly, was that the law could never liberate you. The law could never bring you out. The law could never save you. The law could only point to what you have done wrong. The law had no power to free you. And so Paul has been responsible for establishing the Gentile Christian church here uh, at, at, at Corinth. And, there, and the teaching apparently was not the kind of teaching that the Pharisees and the Sadducees wanted to hear. Paul was teaching the people of God that you, not, you don't no longer live under the law. But now you live under grace. Hallelujah. Grace becomes a place of promise. Grace becomes a place of faith. Grace becomes a place of unmerited favor. Grace is where God can show all of his goodness and demonstrate his favor toward people that don't even deserve it. Somebody ought to praise God right there and tell God, thank you for your grace. Hallelujah. It wasn't favor. Hallelujah. It wasn't my goodness. It wasn't my good looks. It wasn't my intelligence that got me to the place where I am right now. Thank God for your grace. And what the Judaizers wanted to do was to keep the yoke of the law in place among the Corinthian church. And this interference was an attempt to drive a wedge between the Apostle Paul and the saints and these new converts that uh, Paul is writing to at this particular time. And I thought as I was reading that, that I would just take a moment of personal privilege and inject uh, a thought even into Tabernacle of Praise Church and to those that are, that are, are, are watching that I, I thought that I would share this with the church so that we don't allow anything or anyone to drive a wedge between the establishment of the church and the new converts and the newcomers of the church. Hallelujah. One of the things that we want to do is we want to be inviting. We want to be loving. We want to be accepting. No. Hallelujah. They didn't come when you came. Hallelujah. You came under a different dispensation. Hallelujah. Some of us are half-breeds. Some of us are old school. And some of us are brand new. And God is in the midst, in the business of merging us all together. And you can't impose your yoke up on them. Okay? God has given you a conviction that you can only go this far and no further. But God has given, given somebody else a conviction that they can go this far and no further. This far and no further. You just have to be happy with, the, with whatever limitations God has placed on you. 
and don't try to make everybody fit into where you are. I just thought I'd share that this morning because it's interesting to see people who are negative, people who don't, don't want to progress, people that don't want to move in the next dimension with God because God is not stagnant. God doesn't stay in the same place. Somebody's looking for God to do an encore and God is saying, I don't do encores, I do new things. I don't go backwards. I keep moving forward. And, and then we become quick to have something to say about somebody that's developing a relationship with God, a relationship with another saint that is actually proving to be a blessing to them. Now, you're not interested in being a blessing to me. You're not interested in mentoring me. You're not interested in speaking into my life. You're not interested in discipling me. So why do you want to break up my relationship with somebody that does? I, 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 and I guess what I'm saying, especially for the new people, you need to be discerning when it comes to allowing certain individuals to speak into your life. Because just because somebody approaches you and tells you that the Lord said, that doesn't necessarily mean that you would swallow it hook, line, and sinker. For those that don't understand, that's a fishing term. The Lord isn't saying a lot of things that people are saying that the Lord is saying. And so now the Judaizers come in and they try to make light of the authority of Apostle Paul. And they try to minimize the fact that God has given him an anointing, has favored him, and certainly has his hand on his life as he goes about uh, 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 putting together and building new ministries. Many times you lose people when you start standing up to them. This is what Paul is doing in this particular passage. Okay? And I just want to say to you, I'm a pretty loving person. And I try to do my best to be real discreet about challenging you. But if I challenge you, that's not reason for you to leave the church. I told you already, if you're really going to be a saint of God, you got to be tough. Now, many of you all didn't come up in the church that I came up in. I mean, they whipped you. They put you on display. And dare you to leave. I'm getting out of that. I'm going to leave you alone. But, but I can't just sit and, and allow folk to do and say everything that they would like to say. I have a responsibility to all the sheep, especially the new sheep, the young sheep, the tender ones. I have a responsibility of protecting them. They don't need to hear every voice when they first come. They just need to hear one voice. The second thing that they did was to try to corrupt the gospel which Paul was appointed to uphold and defend. Yeah. 
not only did the Judaizers come between Paul and the Corinthian church, now they are trying to modify what the gospel of Jesus Christ was really trying to say. And it reminds me, and I want us to be careful because we live in a society right now that is compassed with so many different types of salvation. So many types of religion and Christianity. There is the distortion of scripture that is so bad until, until you have to know in who you believe so that you might be able to endure sound doctrine. Paul wrote in another passage of scripture, if anybody comes teaching another gospel, let him be accursed. Don't follow him. Because the power of the gospel that brings us out of darkness into this marvelous light should not, cannot, you shouldn't tolerate it being distorted. My Bible said you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So now, they, now they've got Paul all upset. And, and, and he takes a much more harsh tone with them as a result. He says here in so many words that he knows that he's been called of God. He knows that God has laid hands on him. He knows that God has given him a certain charge. And, and so, so now he moves from, from one area of, of passivity into another area of supernatural power and authority. And I thank God that, that, that when you find yourself in a situation where uh, uh, your integrity in Jesus Christ is being challenged or being threatened or being questioned, one thing that I have learned about the gospel of Jesus Christ, that if you stand up for God, God will stand up for you. There are times when we're walking softly, but when it comes to standing for the gospel, you don't have to walk softly in declaring the things of God. Uh, you don't have to take a back seat. You don't have to back up. You don't have to cower. You don't have to give in. You can stand strong in the authority of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, for most of us, the reason that we've survived is because we've had to nerve enough to stand where God stands. Uh, hallelujah, move when God says move. Uh, do what God says do. My Lord, Jesus, you might not like me, but you have to respect me because I know even if you don't know that the hand of the Lord is upon me. Would you just touch somebody and tell them God is with me? No, you, you, you gotta, you've got to get their attention. You've got you to gotta at least touch them a little bit. Don't try to get all in their face. Just touch them and tell them God is with me. He is on my side. He knows my name. Hallelujah. I'm in his, I'm in his frequently called list. 
And so Paul is conscious of the power of God that's on his life. And he cautions these religious leaders not to rely too much on his kindness. See, every now and then, you've got to set the devil straight so that the devil doesn't get you confused with somebody that only talks the talk but doesn't walk the walk. And, and so Paul was trying at first to be humble. He was trying at first to be nice and polite. But the Judaizers, they just kept on forcing him until he had to finally defend himself. He didn't want to have to defend himself. He didn't want to have to fight with them. He was just trying to establish churches. He was just trying to propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was just trying to witness. He was just somebody, uh, glory to God, like the, like, the, uh, 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 like the Williams brothers used to say, he was just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody that could save anybody and he didn't want any conflict he just wanted to do his thing and get out of the way he was just trying to be nice have you ever tried to be nice to somebody only to have them turn around and say something, do something. Now you got to defend yourself against somebody that you was just trying to be nice to. All because probably somebody misconstrued something that was said or done. Now we all at odds with each other. All I wanted to do was just be kind to you and then get out of the way. But somebody takes your kindness for weakness. Now, now you got to defend yourself. And there is a tendency when you have reached your saturation point that you want to revert back to your fleshly way and get somebody straight and get them told off. I'm going to mess up right now, but you still know all the bad words. You still know how to do your neck and your waist and your hand and all of that stuff. You, you still know how to do it. But I'm telling you, don't let folk upset you. Because what the devil is trying to do is he's trying to get you to compromise the anointing of God that's on your life. He's hoping that you'll abort the hand of God that's good upon you. And so the Bible says here, Paul says to him, glory to God, for the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. Don't get it messed up. We may walk in the flesh, but when we get ready to war, we war in the spirit. And so our weapons, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And so don't you think for a moment that you got me pushed back in a corner because just when you think that you've got me down, God will bring me out all right. I don't know who I'm talking to, but tell somebody I am a survivor. I didn't get this way because I couldn't make it. I didn't get like this because I was a, I was a weakling and a coward. 
that I've come this far by faith. I've come this far, hallelujah, because I've held on to God. I don't have to get ugly. I don't have to get bent out of shape because I know that God will move on my behalf. I've got the spirit of meekness and so I know that I will survive because the spirit of meekness is a spirit that gives me equilibrium and balance. It doesn't allow me to get too high and it doesn't allow me to get too low. Hallelujah. I don't go into depression. Hallelujah. You're not going to say something that's going to blow my mind. That's going to set me back. You can't manipulate me. Hallelujah. I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. So you can't manipulate me. You can't destroy my confidence. Who am I talking to? You can't destroy my confidence. This is not my first rodeo. I know how to go through the storm. I know how to endure tough times. Tough times don't last, but tough saints do. And I'm one of those that have been through. I'm a survivor. I survived. Glory to God. For we wrestle not uh, against flesh and blood, uh, hallelujah, but against principalities, uh, against powers, uh, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. I'm a survivor because I won't break. You need to testify to somebody and tell them, hallelujah, after all I've been through, I'm still here. I won't break. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving in because the hand of the Lord uh, is upon my life. Would you touch somebody and tell them you don't know how many times that I've been left for dead, but I'm still here. You don't know how many times folk have written me off. I'm still here. I'm still walking in the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost. I've been left all alone. I've been walked out on. I've been rejected and misused. I've been mistreated. I've been looked over, looked past, counted out, but I'm still here. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody, some way, somehow, in spite of everything that you have faced, there is still an anointing uh, that won't allow you to break that's upon your life. And so would you shout across the room and encourage somebody and tell them just keep going. In spite of what you're going through, just keep going. Doesn't matter about the attack, just keep going. Go ahead. Walk out on me if you want to, but the God that I serve, I know he's able. The God that I serve, when you walk out, he'll walk in. The God I serve said that when mother and father forsake me, then the Lord shall take me up. I don't know who this is for. I don't know what you've lost. I don't know what has gotten away. I don't know if there's something that tried to depress you, but listen. 
Whatever you've lost, the one thing that you didn't lose is you didn't lose your God. And the God that I know is able, the God that I know is willing, not only able but willing, hallelujah, to restore to you the years that the canker worm, the palmer worm, the locusts have eaten up. Would you touch somebody and tell them, after all I've been through, it didn't make me bitter. It's only made me better. I'm better. I'm better because it made me trust God. I'm better because I learned how to plead the blood of Jesus. I'm better. Because there's strength when I call on the name of Jesus. I've been through some stuff. I've been through it. But I'm still here. I've been through it. But I'm still focused. I've been through it. But I'm still resolute. I've been through it. But I'm still lifting him up. I've been through it. But I'm still giving God the praise. Somebody give God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 I've had to cry, but I'm still here. I've had to look bad, but I'm still here. In 2021, for some it's been a rough year, but you're still here. Disappointments everywhere, but you're still here. Turndowns, rejections, you're still here. Lost of friends, lost of loved ones, but you're still here. And I'm getting ready to close. But I had to write this in my notes because God told me while I was praying to tell somebody that you, when you're praying, you need to go ahead and tell the devil. Tell the devil. Remind the devil that the Lord said in his word, he'll give us joy for mourning, beauty for ashes. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And tell him this, that you are going to go bankrupt messing with me. If you keep messing with me, God's child, uh, the person that God has his hand on, uh, you gonna need a bailout. You gonna need a stimulus package. Because the God that I serve is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can think. Uh, 
That's why the songwriter says, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we've got the victory. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, the demons have to flee. Hallelujah. When we call on that great name, somebody shout Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is going to bring us out all right. Would you stand all over the building? I want to pray. I want to pray. I want to stretch my hand out to some. Realize that we can't touch, but the word of the Lord has the ability to reach farther than any of us can. Hallelujah. The Lord wants to let us know that he is still here. He has, hasn't gone anywhere. He's got us covered. Hallelujah. Glory to God. A thousand may fall my left, 10,000 to my right, but the Lord would not allow it to come nigh thee. Hallelujah. When the hand of the Lord is upon you. Would you bow your heads with me in a word of prayer? Gracious God, Lord, we come thanking you, Lord Jesus, for, for who you are. God, thank you for reminding us of who we are in you. Glory to God, Paul had to remind the Pharisees that the hand of God was upon him, that the Spirit of the Lord rests upon him, had anointed him to preach the gospel. And that same anointing, that same hand is upon your people. Doesn't matter what we're going through. You've already promised that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. I pray today, Lord, that you would speak a word of deliverance. Hallelujah, all over this room. Speak a word of deliverance and to cause it to go through the airwaves, the video screen, all the way to those that so desperately need to hear an affirming word that you're with them, that you promised you would never leave them. You wouldn't take them out of the fire, but you would get in the fire with them, that you would regulate the temperature, that it wouldn't take you out, that it wouldn't destroy you. That's what the enemy does. His, the word said that he comes as a thief to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I'm coming that you might have life that you might have it to the fullest extent possible. I want to bless you, be with you, and take you, oh God. Hallelujah, take you places that you've never been before. Bestow upon you things that you only dreamed about. Simply because you've remained steadfast and unmovable. Pray right now, Lord Jesus. God, that you would send strength to those individuals right now. Build us up where we're torn down. 
Strengthen us where we're weak, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lift the heavy burden, oh God. Get under the load so that they might be able to bear it. God, we thank you that you are our strength. You're our fortress. You're our God. You said that you would hide us under the shadow of your almighty wing. That when the enemy would come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord would raise up a standard against him. Let it be unto us now, God, according to your word and the faith that we would employ to believe that what you have spoken is the truth and you hasten to perform your word. Ask that you look favorably upon your people now. Increase us, O oh God, in fervency and in spirit. Increase us, O oh God, in service and dedication. Increase us in obedience, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, so that we might prove faithful doing the will of God. In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, somebody praise God for, for his goodness. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated for a moment. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.